So now we'll let the logistics settle out and offer some guided meditation. Can you hear me all right? So, as Ayananda Bodhi said this morning, probably the most important part of your posture when you're meditating is that your spine is straight. Even if you have a a chance to do lying down meditation, sometimes it's good to bend your knees so that your back flattens out. So right now, we'll just sit straight, but also relaxed, not tense, not rigid. See if you can make yourself comfortable in this upright position. Sometimes gaining a sense of balance can help the body be upright without the muscles working working very hard. And then I'd like you to take a few deeper breaths. And on the exhale, let go of tension in your body. And now maybe a few more deep breaths and let go of any tension in your mind. Now in this meditation, I'm planning to invite you to really immerse yourself in loving kindness. And also, after that, compassion. Now this might be something that you've done many times, or you might be very new to this. And really, either way, I want you... I want to invite you to really come to this fresh. And when we talk about loving kindness, the Pali word is metta. And it's not exactly the way we think of love. It's, um, we use that word in so many different ways. It means different things. But it's a little more than kindness, too. Even though that's so much a part of it, it's an expanded version, I would say. 
that really in its fullest embodiment is an unconditional love, the kind of love you would have for every being everywhere. The word metta is related to the Pali word for sun, and metta shines like the sun. Now it, the sun doesn't play favorites, it just shines on everyone. And metta is a lot like that. So the Buddha gave some instructions for developing metta. And sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get into it. Some people use phrases, may all beings be happy, may all beings be well, may all beings be free from suffering. That actually takes in kindness and compassion. Or sometimes people start to sort of fill their mind or their heart with loving kindness by thinking of someone that they care about or some living being, an animal, perhaps a pet that they really can feel that tenderness towards that kindness that doesn't have any strings attached to it, nothing that you want in return. You just feel that kindness towards this other living being. And maybe right now you have such a person or animal or living being of some kind. Sometimes people even use plants that they really, they take care of their plants, they care about their plants, they talk to their plants. Whatever it is that brings up that tenderness in the heart, that kindness, and you might have an image in your mind But in case you don't, in case you need another way to bring this feeling to life in you, you might think of a time when someone was kind to you. It doesn't have to be anything big. One of the memories that comes up for me, which is pretty... Ordinary, really, maybe, you'd say. I was coming in out of the rain, raining pretty hard, and I was heading towards the door of a shop. This woman inside opened the door wide as I was approaching to let me in, and it just struck me as such a kind thing to do, especially with the look on her face. She's so enjoyed being able to offer that shelter. And you've been kind to others. 
thousands of times. You might not even think that you're a particularly kind person, I don't know. But still, there have been thousands of acts of kindness in your life already. And you might bring one to mind, someone you helped. Some opportunity that you had to do something nice, kind, supportive, caring. And again, this kind of love, this loving kindness, this is um, not the kind that expects something in return. So one of the things that happens in practice is that our sense of self diminishes and our sense of focus on ourself, our focus on ourself begins to diminish too. And the wiser we become, the more we understand the nature of reality, the less of that sense of self there is. And what seems to fill that space is kindness. An openness, a friendliness, a warmth. For others, but the Buddha was also very clear that it's also for ourselves. We're kind to others in the same way as we are kind to ourselves. Sometimes that's the hardest part for us, especially us Westerners. We tend to be pretty hard on ourselves a lot of the time. So when you think of an act of kindness or someone and just imagining them, this kindness arises in the heart. I want to invite you to really feel that. What does that feel like? Can you feel that in your body, that feeling? The Buddha encouraged that we feel it and we actually feel a quarter. I always take the quarter in front of me first. Like as if there was a cylinder around your body and from the center of it, from the very center core. Just imbue that, saturate it with kindness and open that all up to the front of you. Like this kind of pie shape, piece of a pie, but it extends from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. This whole area in front of you filled with this sense of kindness, loving kindness. And I don't know if you feel an actual palpable 
felt sense, a kind of energy there, or maybe warmth or tingling, or sometimes we might even kind of relate it to a color. But regardless of how you experience the feeling of kindness, invite it to spread. Notice how the front area of your body feels compared to the rest of your body. And invite that feeling to spread to your right side, filling the whole area to your right with this loving kindness. Now we're going to let it spread some more to the area behind you. And again, coming from almost like there was a vertical pole right, running right from through the top of your head down your, the length of your whole body, and this is your core. And from there, loving kindness, that feeling all the way up and down behind you. And now allowing it to spread to your left side and join up with that area in front so that this loving kindness is all around you, all four directions, from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And now, above you, like a dome, above your head, all around, connecting with the loving kindness that's already there. And also below you, 
filling in below your feet, below your seat. So it's like you have it all around you, all six directions. And the Buddha said this really is a protection. When we develop loving kindness, we're protected from certain things, animals, fire. This is what's in the stories from the time of the Buddha. That the mind can become so powerfully imbued with this sense of loving kindness. That there's no harm. And I think this is a way of thinking about the power of the human mind in in its ability to generate and reside in wholesome or unwholesome mental states. So we continue to bask in this loving-kindness, if you will. And we begin to expand it outwards to all beings. And in the same way, to ourselves. The Buddha said, this is a way that we can dwell, abide, allow the mind to rest, to really be imbued with this loving kindness. And there's no limit to the expanse. The Buddha said we can pervade the entire world with this mind, imbued with loving kindness, saturated with loving kindness. And in fact, this is one of the ways that we can go into deep states of meditation. That feeling of 
limitlessness, boundlessness, vastness. If the mind wanders at all away from this feeling, reinfuse it with this sense of loving kindness. Bring to mind whatever image, whatever memory that really brings that feeling alive, whatever action. You recall really opening the heart, flooding your whole system. And when we do this, those hindrances that we heard about this morning tend to fall away. There's no space for them. 
because everything is filled with metta. Abundant, exalted, and immeasurable. First, you can train the mind to stay in this state of loving kindness for long periods and come away from it refreshed, happy. Right now, I want to turn our attention a little bit to compassion. And you might notice that it's a different feeling, a little bit of a different felt sense. Compassion has that quality of wanting suffering to end. If we think of someone going through a difficult time, or we think of someone, even if it's not someone you know, but someone, some situation you know of somewhere, and you can really appreciate how some living being, a person or an animal, is suffering. It doesn't even have to be extensive suffering, but feeling sad, alone, afraid or whatever form of suffering there is. And this heartfelt desire, this wish for their safety, their happiness, peace for them, begins to flood your mind. Now, the important thing to know about the com- compassion that we talk about in Buddhism is that it's not really a suffering with. The mind is just as exalted, immeasurable, and uplifted with compassion, with karuna, which is the Pali word as it is with loving-kindness. Even though you see the suffering, the pain, 
what your mind is filled with is this goodness, this beautiful desire for that suffering to be relieved, the tenderness, and I would say also kindness. I feel like the kindness is still there. We're going to layer compassion on top of it or in with it. The kindness, I think, gives it a foundation of uplift. Of peace. Kind of happiness. particularly with the thought of the suffering being relieved. So if you have a sense of what that's like, this compassion, and allowing that to flood the mind, imbuing the mind, And then spreading it or pervading it to that front quarter. And you might notice how it feels relative to metta, that it's a different feeling. But it's every bit as strong and beautiful. Filling that whole quarter to the front of your body. Grounded in the body and fanning out forward. Spreading now also to the right side. This whole area filled with compassion. And you might want to, if you, ha- if you don't still have an image of someone in particular, maybe the people of Ukraine or some of the children that are suffering from food insecurity anywhere in the world. People who are experiencing loss, maybe of family or health or wealth, And we want their suffering to end. That they may be at peace and be happy. 
And that beautiful feeling of karuna spreads from the first quarter and the second quarter to the third quarter behind you. And then to your left side. And then spreading above you. And below you. And the compassionate heart doesn't break. It gives. It swells. With compassion, we really are able to help. We don't get drawn down into the suffering. But we can offer a way out of the suffering. And so this compassion spreads out in all directions above, below, around, and everywhere. And to all beings, and to yourself, there is not anyone in this room who doesn't know about suffering firsthand. And then we allow that beautiful compassion to spread through the whole world. Without any boundaries. Without any limits. Abundant, exalted, and immeasurable.
right? I think you continue with meditation or walking or sitting. And then those of you who are meeting in the practice groups will see you there. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.